This is a Web Canopy Studio production. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Under the Canopy. This is Tim Wurzberger, Inbound Director here at Web Canopy Studio. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, lead scoring. So stick around, you might learn something. So we're talking about lead scoring, and I mentioned it's one of my favorite things ever to do in HubSpot and inbound marketing, um, and I'll explain why. And there's a reason that at Web Canopy Studio, this is always one of the first things we do when we sign a new client, whether we're doing a website, inbound marketing, a sales project, or even just a foundry. We always talk about lead scoring. It's so, so important. Um, and I've found, like, as I've worked with clients who have worked with other agencies in the past, as I talk to other agencies, as I talk to HubSpot support, I don't think anyone out there values lead scoring as much as we do at Web Canopy Studio. <clears throat> it's like hidden in properties, like it's the same thing as any other little old property. Um, and if I was kind of redesigning HubSpot, it would be in the main navigation. I, I find it that important. And if you don't know what it is or, or find the value in it, you're, not, you're never going to find it. You're just not going to know what to look for. So lead scoring um, to me is just one of the most important things. And we rely pretty heavily on it for a lot of different things. So I mentioned it's one of the first things we do in, in, in working with, new, with a new client. We always talk about their ideal buyer persona. Um, <clears throat> we want to know who that person is so that when they come to our site, we're capturing the things that we want to capture. So the example I, I always use is Imagine that you were at a dinner party with 20 potential people that had, um, you know, various degrees of interest in your company. Some of them might have attended that webinar you had last month, uh, checked out the pricing model, and they're totally ready to buy. Some of them might have read a couple of your blog posts and downloaded some content. Um, and maybe some of them have just vaguely heard of your company, have a general idea of what you do, but aren't really sold on, any, on anything more than that. Now, you're a busy person, whether you're a business owner or a marketer, uh, your days are already full, like full, right? And you, you want to hand over as many qualified leads to the sales team as possible, but you don't have time to personally look, personally look into every single lead that comes to your site, um, and at least not to do that and expect to get anything, anything else done that day. So, um, you know, it would be nice if everyone that came to your site led to a free trial or, you know, a conversion, a a demo or even a contract proposal, but we all know that's not the real world, right? So um, it's not it's not even the way that marketing works. Um, and if you try to offer a contract proposal to someone who's just come to your site for the first time, they are gonna be so annoyed and they're gonna bounce. You've, you've lost that opportunity completely. You need to nurture them. Uh, and so that's where the lead scoring comes in. Imagine, back to this dinner party example, imagine like, I almost think of a video game or something. There's a number over everyone's head that could show exactly how interested they are in you, how much they've engaged with you, and how closely they fit your ideal buyer persona, right? And this could range from anywhere from like negative 50 to plus 50 or any, or any other way. Um, and you could go and talk to the one who's a 45 and a 38 and a 53 and a 29. You want to talk to those guys before you talk to someone who's a 5 or a 12 or a negative 3 or a negative 100, right? That doesn't mean that all 20 of those people couldn't be a legit lead or the, or the right prospect for your company. But some of them are a lot warmer than others. And if you only got a few minutes in your day, which one do you want to talk to? The negative three or the 48, right? 
So that's what the lead scoring does. It literally, literally lets you see with a num numeric value how closely that person fits your ideal buyer persona, how much they've engaged with your site, which is going to help you know how quickly you can close that lead or at least bring up you know a conversation and take them to the next level in the funnel. So um, the dinner party example I found is a really good way for people to wrap their heads around it, especially those who are doing it for the first time. So let's back up a little bit. We kind of got the general sense of, of how it works, but what actually is it in HubSpot? Um, so lead scoring, or sometimes it's called HubSpot scoring. It's the same. It's the same thing. You'll see it marked as HubSpot score when you go into HubSpot to use it. We're talking about the same thing. Um, HubSpot scoring is a property. So it's the same. It's going to be listed under your contact properties the same way it would first name, last name, email address, you know, geographic region, number of pages visited, all that stuff that's attributed to the contact record. Lead scoring is one of those. So their HubSpot score is going to be something. Now, if you haven't set up lead scoring, you're going to see that everyone's lead score is zero. Um, but as soon as you start setting, you know, the scores up, um, it's the cool thing about it is that it's um, retroactive, right? It's cumulative. So if you go back and assign, you set up the lead scoring and you're assigning all these values and then you want to change them in the future, it's going to, as soon as you hit publish, it automatically goes to every single contact record, which is really cool. You don't need to go back and like, hey, we got to rescore that individual or we got to rescore this list. Every change you make to the, to the lead scoring applies to all your contacts right away, which is really cool. Um, the other cool thing with lead scoring is that if you are on um, Marketing Hub Enterprise, you can actually score for two different properties, um, which is going to come really, really handy um, if you are an enterprise. I'm not going to you know, give it away too much. We'll talk about that on, on another episode, but um, you will, you know, it's one of the, the really juicy items to me to, to be on Enterprise over Marketing Hub Professional um, because it's really just invaluable in bringing quality sales leads to your to your sales team. So, um, so let's back up again. Like I said, it's, it's driven by the ideal buyer persona. So you want to know who you're trying to sell to, who you're trying to attract to your site and how are we going to identify that person? Now you can score for a lot of different things. We're going to break this down more next episode, but we're going to score for both fit and engagement fit being who they are engagement being what they do. So think about like, you know, if I am uh, an orthodontist, I want to talk to a parent, a mom or dad of a young teenager, right? Maybe a 12 year old or 11 year old, nine year old. I mean, I don't know how old kids get braces these days. Maybe it's older. I don't know. I'm not a parent, but whoever that person is, I want to know that whoever I'm trying to score for has that attribute. So if I'm an orthodontist, obviously I'm probably not trying to sell to someone whose kids have already graduated college and are working on their own. And I'm probably also trying not to sell to, you know, someone with a newborn baby. They're about 10 years early there. So um, in that example, you want to figure out what it is you're trying to score for and then and identify that and then put that into the HubSpot. On the flip side, we talk about engagement. So this is where you kind of see this gets more generalized and maybe more standardized across different lead scoring uh, for different clients as opposed to fit is different for everybody. But you... Um, you can score for engagement um, pretty standardly. So, you know, it's number of emails opened, number of pages visited on your site. It is um, how many marketing emails did they click? 
how many submission forms do they fill out? Which submission forms do they fill out? Which pages on your site do they visit? We're gonna uncover all of these and more in later episodes. I don't wanna to get too deep in that now, but you're scoring for both fit and engagement. Remember those words, cause we're gonna use them a lot. Um, and think about presenting those things on an X, Y axis. So you got fit going one way, engagement going the other way. If someone's a really high fit, but they're not engaged yet, that's not a warm lead. If someone's a really engaged, but not high fit, that's not the right lead, right? You gotta, you gotta have both before you can feel confident in turning that person over to your sales team to try to get on a call. Um, and, and I always kind of use the example, like imagine you've got um, a contact who is the exact person you wanna be talking to and you realize that they've been on your site three times in the past two weeks, have clicked two emails and have downloaded a case study and visited your pricing page, right? Now, they haven't actually scheduled a call yet. They haven't raised their hand and say, hey, I'm ready for a conversation. But they've done all the things that we want our, our leads to do. And marketing is absolutely kicked butt at, up to this point. We just need sales to take, take over. Now, if I go to your head of sales team and, and you think about, do, do this in your head. If you go to your sales director or chief of sales or whoever that person is and say, hey, I've got this lead who's been to the site three times in the, exact, in the last two weeks has downloaded multiple pieces of content, has been to the pricing page, and by the way, he's, he's the exact person you wanna be talking to. He's gonna you know, interrupt you before you finish that sentence, say, give me his phone number, give me his contact information, I need to talk to him now, right? That is a hot, hot lead. The problem is without lead scoring, you don't have any visibility to who those people are, right? They haven't taken that final step, they haven't crossed a threshold into the sales realm yet, so there's still a marketing lead Without lead scoring, you're not gonna have visibility to that. And I've seen this so many times. We, we have plenty of clients who um, who are not using lead scoring. They've got you know, a sophisticated, established marketing team. You know, this is not like coming to us from you know, scratch, but they're saying like, hey, we're having trouble generating leads um, and warming them up for our sales team. So we set up, we set up um, lead scoring and we, we'll make a list of like, hey, here's everyone with, with a score of like 40 or above. Maybe there's 15, 50, who knows? Maybe there's a chunk of people there. Take a look at these people um, and see you know, how they got their scores, first of all, what they're being attributed for, and would you feel comfortable calling that person? Are they warm enough for you to say, hey, this is the sales lead? And the answer is almost always yes. And I've heard you know, anecdotally so many times, we set up lead scoring and people are literally telling me, hey, I'm scheduling calls that I would not have normally scheduled before setting up lead scoring because we just didn't have this visibility. So it's really cool. Um, hopefully you're, you're as excited about lead scoring as I am. In future episodes, we're gonna talk about which um, properties we wanna score for when it comes to fit and engagement, how we hand these leads off to the sales team, who needs lead scoring, where do you get started, how does a software work? We're gonna uncover all of that. But hopefully this teaser gave you a little bit of excitement uh, about this whole thing. and. Definitely want to tune in for future episodes to talk more about lead scoring and how you can use it.